This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Chuck, as we look at this calendar that we've been showing this morning, it is just extraordinary. If we can put it up here, you just see what his docket looks like next year. We're talking about these four major cases. By the way, George is not yet on that calendar, so you can add that in. A couple of them in March, including the Stormy Daniels case here in Manhattan. Um, then you can, in May, you have the Mar-a-Lago documents trial. But throw in early in the year the E. Jean Carroll civil defamation suit, the pyramid scheme class action suit. The list goes on and on. So a two-parter, we know that the judges are communicating out of necessity. When are you going? Okay, I won't go then. Um, scheduling these trials, but also on the defense side, how do you navigate this? And oh, by the way, while your client is trying to run for president of the United States. Yeah, good questions. Very hard to do. So on the first part of your question, Willie, there is no sort of supreme air traffic controller. There's no one person in charge of um, calendaring all of these cases. And so it makes sense to me that the judges would talk at least as a courtesy to one another to let uh, you know to let one another know what they're thinking and how um, they're planning to schedule matters. It's almost impossible um, that all four of these criminal cases will be tried before the election next year. I, I can't sort of conceive of a way that that happens. But I think one or two of them can be tried before the November election. And that seems to be what Judge Chutkin, the federal judge in the District of Columbia, was trying to do when she spoke with um, the New York state judge, Judge Mershon, about scheduling. Makes a lot of sense to me. There is it's worth, you know, you put up the calendar and um, it is crowded. It's worth noting something that Judge Chutkin said. Um, being a defendant in a criminal trial is not convenient. It's not intended to be convenient. Lots of people who have busy schedules end up as defendants in criminal trials and have to put aside their personal lives to attend okay. to these matters. That's exactly what Mr. Let Trump has. Okay, thank you. Um, it's Tuesday, 29 August, year of our Lord, 2023. We've got more on that. We've got Mark Meadows, some of Mark Meadows' testimony. Yes, I think he was in for three hours trying to get this moved to federal court. We've got um, uh, some um, breaking news on the McCarthy, uh, what the House is going to do for impeachment versus um, versus um, the, the budget debacle. So we're going to get into all of that. We've um, breaking news. I just want to make sure we get up for this audience. To understand how much uh, they hate you and are focused on you, CNBC uh, just broke, and we'll do more of this later, probably this afternoon. The story just broke about Facebook, Meta, the largest disinformation campaign in history on Facebook was just broken up by uh, Facebook internal security. 
uh, the Chinese Communist Party, with a massive disinformation campaign, targeted at two people in one show, Stephen K. Bannon, Miles Guo, and the War Room. A massive disinformation campaign uh, to try to thwart our takedown of the Chinese Communist Party. Well, that's not going to work, obviously, but we're glad they're paying attention. We tell you every day there's tons of Chinese intelligence assets and officers that watch this show and break it down. Uh, we'll get into more of that if you... Um, uh, we'll scroll down on this later when we have more time. Uh, Frank Gaffney uh, is going to join me. Dave Bratt's going to join me. We're going to get into some polling on Ukraine. We're going to talk about the CCP, uh, all of this. Uh, as you know, uh, your Ill- the illegitimate regime running this country right now has got the Commerce Secretary of your country kowtowing, even as we speak in Beijing, trying to uh, trying to normalize trade relationships, throw off all the Trump uh, trade uh, levers we had on the Chinese Communist Party to try to save them in their financial collapse. So we're going to have more about this, more about the targeting of War Room. In yours truly, uh, if with a disinformation campaign that won't work. So we'll get to all that. Uh, I want to come back to the Meadows thing. So just hold it, uh, Denver, because we've got a lot to get to. Michael Patrick Leahy, uh, the good news out of Tennessee yesterday. Walk me through what this bill is, because it's on offense. I like state legislatures that go on offense. This this whole thing, Bill Lee, another squish rhino, set up this special session uh, really to talk about red flag laws, but the MAGA patriots down in, in the volunteer state flipped it on him. Talk to me about this human trafficking bill you guys passed. Uh, yes, good morning, Steve. So this is a bill that passed in the Tennessee General Assembly. We're in the second week of this special session. And uh, this is an, uh, a, a modest first step, an anti-human trafficking bill introduced by uh, or, or supported by Aaron Goldmanson, the executive director of the Tennessee Faith and Freedom Coalition, who's been a frequent guest on War Room. And the idea that came about with the rise of interest in the problem of human trafficking uh, that you documented in, in the movie Sound of Freedom, which, by the way, now has passed $180 million uh, in domestic box office, doing better domestically than the last Raiders of the Ark, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Indiana Jones movie has done. Um, that bill, uh, it basically uh, requires the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation to codify the status of human trafficking in all 95 counties. Uh, they're supposed to deliver a report uh, to uh, the Speaker of the House, the State Senate, and the Governor on December 1st as a setup for further actions in the regular session of the General Assembly that'll meet in January. Now, what's interesting about this, it, it kind of flipped the narrative. Remember, uh, after the, uh, the, 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 the shooting of six innocent Nashvillians on March 27th, there was a hue and cry uh, among leftists and the governor for gun control and red flag laws, that in fact, a red flag law was in, included in the 18 subjects he wanted the Tennessee General Assembly to address in this special session. Uh, Taking off on the interest in uh, stopping human trafficking, the governor actually was persuaded to include in his list of subjects to address human trafficking. On Wednesday, the state Senate passed unanimously this human trafficking bill, two, uh, anti-human trafficking bill 26 to 0. And then yesterday, the House passed it 86 to 1, 86 to 1. So this is bipartisan support for step one of fighting human trafficking here in the state of Tennessee. It's a modest first step. So just to make sure, hang on, just to make sure everybody understands. This is because the source DAs in Nashville and Memphis 
will not prosecute uh, human trafficking of children, human trafficking of women uh, for uh, n- not just human trafficking, but for sex and, and torture and all that. These these uh, Soros DAs won't touch this, essentially, right? That's why the legislature is getting involved. That's exactly right. Step two, then, will be to to uh, uh, force enforcement uh, upon these uh, district attorneys yeah. here, Glenn Funk, the Democrat DA in Nashville, and then Mulroy, the, the, yeah. the Democrat DA in Shelby County. Uh, they're not doing anything about it. And so tracking what disgrace. the status is is yeah. the first first step uh, in in winning the, really this yeah this this is this is a reporting and people but you got to have this step to get the other ones so great head tip to Tennessee real quickly uh, FBI shoots and kills another veteran in his house guy's got PTSD it, it, why is no one in the world covering this story it's it, gateway pundit and yourself why is local media not on it why is national media not on this. Well, WBBJ down in Jackson uh, was on it. This this uh, young man, 45-year-old uh, Army veteran with PTSD, uh, honorably discharged after eight years of service, was killed by the FBI in a pre-dawn raid on August 16th. The FBI has only said, we're investigating this. We reached out to Henderson, Tennessee local police. They gave us no comment. We don't know. We don't know what the arrest warrant was about. We do know that there was a report that he was arrested uh, in a nearby city in May on charges of stabbing somebody, but we don't know anything beyond that. Uh, we are pressing today uh, to get comment from our senators and members of Congress and state legislature to understand yeah. what really happened. Why is the FBI uh, killing people in their houses? Yeah. Why Are we going to get the manifesto of the, uh, of the young lady that, that, that killed the, uh, the Christian children uh, and, and shot up the uh, shot up the school in, in Nashville. We're going to get the release of that manifesto. Uh, not in the near term, because the state uh, uh, lawsuit, which we're one of the plaintiffs, has been uh, jammed up with a whole bunch of interveners, including the Covenant School, the Covenant Church, and parents of Covenant, and a and a relatively inexperienced judge has allowed them to intervene. We're appealing that. Of course, we're also plaintiffs in the federal case requiring uh, the FBI yeah. to release the manifesto. We may get a summary judgment on that in the next couple of weeks. But I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to continue to conceal this information as to the motives of the killer. Uh, yeah, we and, need to uh, see it. It's not in the public interest to do that. We need to see what the young lady, what she went through, all the manifesto needs to be released. Uh, Leahy, you're on fire. You guys are all over. Head tip to the volunteer state. Um, how do people get to your all your new sites at the Star News Network and you on your uh, social media? In Tennessee, go to TennesseeStar.com, TennesseeStar.com. Uh, we cover all the states uh, at thestarnewsnetwork.com. And you can reach me on Twitter, uh, on Truth Social, or Getter, Michael P. Leahy. You're killing it, Leahy. Let's get to the bottom of this FBI thing up there. It's unsat. They're just kicking down doors and killing people, shooting. The Gestapo does that. Something paid for by this. And, and the FBI wonders why they're going to get defunded at the end of September. We'll talk all about that later. Leahy, thank you so much. Honored Steve, to have you thanks, on here. Thank you for your time today. Thanks, brother. Senator Brandon Beach now joins us from the great state of Georgia. Senator Beach, what in the hell is going on down there? I mean, you got a special session. Tennessee's called to take some action. They're supposed to be red flags. They flipped that, said we're not going to do that. We're going to get down. We're going to tackle human trafficking and other things. Why is there no special session called on this debacle in Fulton County, sir? Well, 
first off, thank you for having me, Steve. And if you remember back in 2020, there was three of us that called for a special session after the election. We were screaming at the top of our lungs. It was myself, Burt Jones, and Greg Dolezal, and Governor Kemp would not call a special session. It is hard to get a special session in the state of Georgia. You need three-fifths vote from the legislature, both the House and Senate, or the governor's got to call it. And we don't see the governor calling it. Now, let me tell you what we are doing as a Senate. We've got an amicus brief prepared. We are going to file a complaint with the new prosecutorial oversight commission, which was created by Senate Bill 92. They go into effect October 1st. We've got a complaint that will be filed on that day. We've got a government oversight committee that will start having hearings. The problem we do have, Steve, we do not have subpoena power in the Senate. So we're going to have to uh, work with Jim Jordan and Congress, who does have subpoena power, and we're going to work closely with them. Listen, this is a travesty what's going on. I just saw your calendar you put up. Uh, You talk about election interference with all those uh, dates that are up there to interfere with President Trump running for president. It's uh, it's just very political. This whole Fulton County, uh, Fannie Willis is a political winch hunt. And it's uh, it was a very sad day for the state of Georgia and Fulton County when um, they took his mugshot. Even New York didn't take a mugshot. That was just disrespectful. It was political. And, um, you know, he's the most recognized human being on the planet. They did not need to do that. Uh, and they did it for political reasons. I've only got a minute, but I want to hold you through the break because you were on this back in 2020. In fact, maybe I'll ask the question. I want to wait for the break to, to get the answer. You know, you have uh, New York, you have California, you have Texas. Their individual economies are the size of nations. I think California would be the seventh biggest. Texas would be up there. New York State. So those are almost global locations. Georgia, given its size, has a global presence, not just the airport. You've had the Olympics. I mean, Georgia is a a state that punches way above its weight on the global stage. And I think what's shocking to people is given what went on, how do the folks in Georgia, particularly uh, conservative folks, not understand that on the world stage now, everybody's looking at this. And it's just, it's marring the reputation of one of the greatest states in the South and one of the greatest states in this union. Short break, waiting for the answer of Senator Brandon Beach when we return here in the war room. Because we're taking down the CCP. As central banks and countries like China, India, Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same for the United States of America. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make. Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans reach out to Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. Gold held tax sheltered in a retirement account. Remember, gold held in your tax sheltered retirement account. Learn if gold is right for you. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 298-9898. That's Bannon, 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, 
countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold has been helping my listeners and viewers from the very beginning of the show. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold because of a central bank digital currency becomes reality. It'll be nice to have some gold to depend on. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is not Gateway Pundit or Breitbart or Citizen Free Press, uh, headline, Georgia Republicans say politics behind Fulton County charges. 61% of likely Republican voters said they believe there is widespread voter fraud in, or was widespread voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election. So back to my question, Senator Beach, you've been at the forefront of this with Burt Jones, but do other people in the Republican establishment understand the gravity of what is happening here, sir? Well, I can tell you we do. Uh, I can tell you Brad Raffensperger doesn't. He single-handedly changed election law back in 2020 by sending absentee ballots to everyone, first-class stamps on them. Uh, also, he had drop boxes everywhere. He had mobile voting units in Fulton County. And, and I can tell you I've lived in Fulton County for 30 years, Steve, on their best day. Uh, Fulton County elections is dysfunctional. So you add all of that, you go from 180,000 absentee ballots to 1.3 million absentee ballots. It's a recipe for chaos, um, you know, dysfunction, and um, and really ripe for uh, activity that's uh, not good and fraud. So I can tell you that um, that that is what happened in that election. Um, people never received absentee ballots with a first-class stamp, and that meant they were forwarded to other people. I had friends of mine, I'm from Louisiana, that received absent ballot requests in Louisiana that had not lived here for years, uh, but they were forwarded those. So it was fraught with uh, fraud, in my opinion, and we're going to continue to fight it. I will tell you what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to elect people like Burt Jones for governor in 2026 that have a backbone and are good conservatives. Look, Burt Jones is beloved by this audience. There's no doubt about that, and a good man. But 2026, a couple of years away, what, 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 what is the plan as you see it now so that we can obviously not just adjudicate this, but this, the, 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 shut this thing down? I mean, Kemp has the authority. The attorney general has the authority. It just seems like there's not enough pressure on these guys. Or maybe I'm missing it. Maybe there's a lot of pressure. I'm not seeing it. Your, your thoughts? Well, we're putting pressure on them. We're... Uh... We're going to, like I said, file an amicus brief. We're going to file that complaint with the new commission that was uh, granted in SB 92, and they will have to act on our our um, complaint that we're going to file. And we're going to point out a lot of dysfunction in Fulton County. You know, you've had three inmates die in that jail in the last three months. There's a backlog. 33% of the folks in the Fulton County jail now are unindicted. That should be no more than 8%. Uh, so it's three times because there's such a backlog. You talk to some of the Superior Court judges in Fulton County, and they do not have cases because she is just spending all her time on this political witch hunt of President Trump. And uh, we've got really mass murder, I mean, murders and rapists and so on uh, there, and, and they're not getting court dates. Um, we've got a huge backlog. So that's what we need to press on and, and make sure that that gets cleaned up. Um, is, is, are Kemp and them not taking action because of their just their, their hatred of Trump? Or is there there's something deeper here? Is they, they, because Georgia essentially is a, is a, is a, 
appears to be a MAGA state when we look at the, you know, the people yeah. on the show, the the support we get from the show. What is it? Is it just about Trump? Because you can't figure it out. Is there anything else you think people would step in here and shut this down because of the humiliation to the state of Georgia because of this? But is, is it just about Trump? Uh, I can't speak for the governor, but I can tell you that. Obviously, he was on the show before Milwaukee, and he did not have very nice things to say about President Trump. Uh, and I, I do think it's a lot about uh, President Trump. Um, and he is popular in this state. This is still a red state. Um, and, you know, I want to say this. There was no quid pro quo when President Trump asked Brad Raffensperger to go and find 11,780 votes. He didn't say, go find 11,000 votes and I will appoint you to something or give you a membership to one of my clubs. All he said is there was chaos. There was uh, a lot of problems with the drop boxes and the chain of custody. Go back and do audits and see if you can find votes. We think there was some fraud. And I do think that's going to be proven in this Fonnie Willis case. I think they're going to prove that there was fraud. Uh, And on the electors, by the Constitution, we had every right to have those electors Uh, And if we didn't win the lawsuit, there was a pending lawsuit. And if we didn't win the lawsuit, then those electors were moot. Uh, And so we had every right per the Constitution to do that. And uh, we better start fighting uh, or we're going to lose. We'll be in the minority if we don't fight uh, as as Republicans. Amen. Uh, Last question. We're trying to get uh, Harrison Floyd's uh, attorney up here next, if we can pull it off. But but Senator Beach, why does it seem like Harrison Floyd, a, a black man, has been singled out by this judge and, and Fonnie Willis? He's still in jail. I, I, I don't get this. Do you have any observations on this? Well, if you look at her reputation, she went after African-Americans on the Atlanta Public School Board. Uh, she's going after African-Americans on her gang trial, which I think she should on that. Those those are bad folks. Uh, but um, I don't know why she is singling this gentleman out. Um, you know, uh, there's no reason for it. Uh, these people should have all been able to bond out really on their, on their signature. In my opinion, uh, they're not high risk or, of fleeing the country. Um, so, and, and I will tell you this, I'll end on this, Steve. I don't think these 19 people conspired to get together and overturn an election. Uh, again, there was a lot of chaos during this 2020 election. Uh, there were people high emotions, uh, on both sides, but there was no conspiracy to do this. Uh, I think Fawny's going to have a hard time proving that because I don't think it's it's true. Um, I, I don't think there was any. Uh, some of those people didn't even know each other, so there is, in my opinion, no. There was no conspiracy. There were people that were trying to get to the bottom of what happened with Raffensperger making all these changes single handedly and finding out about these drop boxes. We know chain of custody was broken. For example, there were a lot of problems in the 2020 election because of the COVID um, initiative. Senator Beach, honored to have you on here. How do people follow you, sir? Um, on um, Just go to beachforsenate.com. Senator Brandon Beach, Thanks. honored to have you on here. You've been in this fight. You've been in this fight a long time with us. So Thanks glad you're you at the tip fight. of the spear again. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Uh, Chris Kotcheroff is the uh, lawyer for Harrison Floyd, the new lawyer for Harrison Floyd, by because of many of the support, uh, much of the support of this audience. Chris, uh, why we're, we're calling for Harrison Floyd to be freed today. 
this is an outrage Absolutely. that a black man is being held in this jail. What, tell me what's going on, brother. Well, Harrison uh, came down from, he found out about the charges. He was at a Christian retreat in Colorado. He found out about the charges and he came into, uh, back to Maryland, called me and uh, said that he was going to turn himself in. Uh, I asked him, uh, maybe we should go ahead and get an attorney lined up so that you can uh, get your bonds spread away. And he said, no, I want to exercise my, my right to represent myself. I'll be fine. I'll just get out. He believed he was going to be out on his own recognizance because at the end of the day, he's uh, done nothing wrong. So when he went there, the judge obviously said to him, we don't know if everybody heard it, but he, the, the, not he, the, the, the judge was a, a female judge, Richardson. And she made a finding that he was a flight risk without taking any evidence whatsoever. Now, I think that's probably a cursory, perfunctory treatment of most of most folks that come in there without an attorney. When you're exercising your right to defend yourself, you should at least be given the same um, the same courtesies that anybody else comes in there, even if they have an attorney. So I blame Fonnie Willis for this because she has the power to do justice. She has the power to, to say, listen, I know this, this guy's not represented by an attorney, but I offered all the other attorneys uh, a bond. I'm going to offer this guy a bond as well. Now, I, for one, don't believe he needs a bond after coming all the way from Maryland to Georgia, turning himself in bond. By the way, he turned himself in before President Trump was, was uh, taken in. That's hey, a big hey, deal. Hey, hey Chris, can you hang on for Chris, can yes. you hang on uh, for one second? Uh, we're going to go. We're going to play. We're doing a tribute to American music. Uh, this is by yeah, Iris ahead. Dement. As we go to break, Chris is going to join us on the other side. I don't want to get adjusted to this world. I think it's quite appropriate for the issues we're dealing with today in the first part of the war room. Iris Dement. In this world, we have our trials. Sometimes lonesome, sometimes blue. But the Whoa. 
ever get the feeling that something bad is about to happen soon? Well, I do. And between the distractions and the shiny toys and the smoke screens put up in the media, you probably won't see it coming. That's why it's smart to invest in emergency food right away. And by right away, I mean now. As they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Head to my website, preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. And you'll save 200 bucks on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious meal offerings, over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up before the panic sets in. Free shipping is automatic, and your order ships fast. Go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Immerse yourself in information. Do it today, and do it with the leader, My Patriot Supply. Signals point in the direction of there will likely be an impeachment inquiry into President Biden come the fall when Congress reconvenes. But as you mentioned, not all House Republicans are on the same page. We saw Speaker Kevin McCarthy just this weekend say an impeachment inquiry into President Biden would be the natural next step. So, again, not much reading between the lines there when you have to when you're looking at his intentions and future plans. But there are some moderate Republicans, as you mentioned, who are voicing concerns. Last week, I spoke with uh, Congressman Don B. He's a Republican from Nebraska, and the uh, the district he represents is one that President Biden won back in 2020. He said he's not ready to open an impeachment inquiry into President Biden because he hasn't seen direct evidence, A, of a high crime or misdemeanor that President Biden has allegedly committed, and B, in all these investigations into the Biden business dealings and into the Hunter Biden plea deal and so forth, Don Bacon said he hasn't seen a direct link to President Biden. So he said until that there is a direct link and there is evidence of a high crime or misdemeanor, he's not ready to launch an impeachment inquiry. Michael, the point of this exercise, as far as House Republicans are concerned, is not really Hunter Biden. It's connecting him to Joe Biden in some way to try to slow down Joe Biden as he runs for re-election. James Comer talks a lot about smoke. He says he thinks there might be fire, but so far just smoke. Has there been any connection drawn by these committees between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden in terms of the behavior, in terms of benefiting financially from Hunter Biden's activity? The short answer is no. And look, we had we saw testimony from Devin Archer. He's a former business associate of Hunter Biden. He said that on a, a handful of occasions, there were times when Hunter Biden put his father on. OK, let me have it. By the way, we had some technical issues with Chris uh, Harrison Floyd's lawyer. Uh, what you should understand, they've got a great new legal team. Pat McSweeney heads it up. I've known Pat for um, I don't know, 60 years plus, uh, a good man, a great lawyer. Uh, Chris is part of that team. Uh, they're working to get Harrison out, but he should be released today. And other people ought to step up here and demand that. I mean, it's outrageous that a Marine Corps vet that is a patriot is, uh, is the, and particularly he's African American. They're singling him out for different treatment. Is this, is this how it rolls down in Fulton County? I mean, it's a disgrace. And this guy did absolutely nothing wrong. He, he's the defender of the Constitution, Harrison Floyd. Um, and so we'll try to get Chris back on. We can't do it to, to this morning. We'll do it this afternoon. Okay. Um, understand your role in this drama uh, because it is probably the most important role. 
because you're the you're the you're the driver of action because these career politicians don't want to act. General Bacon, uh, General Bacon, question to you, sir, for your constituents out there in Nebraska, should ask you: Have you been over, General Bacon, to the to the Treasury Department? To read the SARS report, have you read the SARS report? Nancy Mays, who's who's not MAGA at all, says there's fifty million dollars in wire transfers to different entities, shell companies, very sophisticated setup for the for the Biden uh, the Biden crime family. Uh, Frank Gaffney, uh, here, here's what I don't get. Uh, it's obvious McCarthy's playing games now. The, the, what he did on Maria Bartiromo, if we can get that clip ready, I may want to play that again. He's going to treat people like idiots. Oh, well, we can't shut down the government. We can't defund anybody. We can't really uh, force Biden, excuse me, force Biden to shut down his regime on this, on the debacle of this uh, debt deal that they lied to us about. They're going to get all the cuts and appropriations. That was all a lie. We told you it was a lie at the time, and now it's a lie. Okay? We told you it was a lie at the time, and now it's exposed as a lie. We can't do that. And in fact, what he's pushing is a CR, continue resolution, to March, to March of next year, because he doesn't want to get hooked up in the, in, the, in, the, in the holiday season and have an omnibus come down. This is a total scam. This is all, he just, it's just Nancy Pelosi running the deal. It's her, it's, her, it's her budget. It's her spending that he agreed to. But, but... The reason they can't do it, because if you shut, if the government shuts down, then you can't continue on the impeachment hearing. That's all a line and misdirection play. He thinks you're idiots. He thinks you're morons. But to the deeper issue, Frank Gaffney, why do we even need an impeachment inquiry now? And, and here's another reason. Th- this was all money sent to him when he was vice president of the United States. And remember, they never talk about this. They don't want you to know this. He was put in charge of the pivot to Asia. He was put in charge of the pivot to Asia. He was also in charge of Ukraine because, remember, Obama ran as a, <clears throat> a left-wing uh, anti-war populist. That's how he beat Hillary Clinton in places like random places like uh, Iowa and New Hampshire, right, and got the initiative on her. So they put they, – he was supposed to be the adult in charge. He was in charge of the pivot to Asia, and for all eight years, their entire accomplishment in eight years – was to forward deploy one Marine Brigade, one Marine Brigade to, uh, I think, Darwin, Australia. That was it. And didn't even allow our our Navy combatants to traverse the South China Sea on patrol. We had to do it through safe navigation. Everything he did was to restrict us. And now he's got his Secretary of Commerce coming out of the bricks where they're trying to organize a new geopolitical entity to not just challenge the United States of America, to take over the to to break the United States of America's uh, role as the prime reserve currency, to break our financial system, while the Chinese Communist Party is teetering, he's getting allies like our good buddies in the UAE, their good buddies in Saudi Arabia. Big story today. I just put it up on Getter. The historic uh, a transaction between Modi and 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 uh, MBZ, Mohammed bin Zayed, our best ally in the Middle East. Right. A transfer of one million barrels of oil for rupees. They will take the they will take the currency risk with rupees to get off the United States dollar. That is called a shot across your bow, baby. Frank, we got the Commerce Secretary. The CCP is 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 teetering with a trillion dollars. They need to bail out the phony real estate 
that Larry Fink and Ray Dahlia and all these hedge fund managers that are worth tens of billions or hundreds of billions of dollars in personal net worth off of taking our pension fund money of hardworking Americans, financing the Chinese Communist Party to take our jobs, the high-paying jobs, out of the United States uh, to China. Now Biden has sent his commerce secretary to kowtow in the, in the, in the blazing headlines on CNBC, the Financial Times, on Bloomberg, is that uh, we, we, we need to work together to stabilize the Chinese economy, that we need to take off all of Trump's uh, tariffs, all the trades. And we need, we need to, the United States needs to help them, needs to assist them, needs to take away the trade barriers that President Trump did, not just to be penal to the CCP, but to help American workers. Frank Gaffney, do we need any more discussion? You're the author of the book, The Indictment. Do we need any other dis- discussion with Kevin McCarthy, who should be turfed out immediately if he does not start the impeachment process on an individual who sold his country out, not for ideology, not that that would be forgiven, not for his beliefs, for cold, for cold hard cash money, sir? Well, there's a lot to unpack there, Steve. Um, Let me just say, I I said on this show months ago, Kevin McCarthy should be subjected to um, the the vacating of the chair. I I don't think there's any further reason for waiting on it, honestly. I don't think anything he's going to do will amount to anything helpful. It will be more temporizing. It will be more kick the can down the road. It will be more deal cutting with the Democrats. Um, There's plenty of evidence, Steve, and you know it. You document it daily of Joe Biden's malfeasance, corruption, and other high crimes and misdemeanors, including treason. And the idea that there's more to be inquired about as opposed to simply prosecuted, I think, is uh, just, again, another effort to temporize uh, and to uh, distract. We need action on this now. The republic is in mortal peril. The Chinese Communist Party is making no secret of preparing for violent conflict with us, not the unrestricted warfare that we've seen a lot of and that we talk about at great length in the book you published, The Indictment. There's plenty of evidence of that too, but now we're in a different mode. And for Gina Raimondo, the Secretary of Commerce, to be pretending that we can traipse off, we can, let's call it what it is, kowtow to the Chinese Communist Party and construct this notion that we can compartmentalize good old-fashioned commercial transactions and enterprise from national security threats, to which it must be said she is obviously indifferent, especially at a moment when the Chinese are busily engaging in civil military fusion so that anything that you do with them commercially is actually supporting the superior purpose of the military of China. And you cannot compartmentalize them. You are, in fact, aiding and abetting and enabling the mortal enemy of the United States as it prepares to go to a shooting war with us. So the fact that all of this is taking place, and and I think to your most important single point, Steve, 
we're watching the Biden administration make another of those strategic, disastrous decisions, like abandoning Afghanistan. And I know you're not allowed to talk any longer about the $83 billion that they left behind for the Taliban. But the truth of the matter is, on every scale, every count, that was arguably the worst and most humiliating strategic defeat in our nation's history. Not since then have we seen another similar strategic, benighted, and humiliating fiasco like what's going on now with four, count them, four cabinet officers schlepping to Beijing to appease the Chinese Communist Party. Well, Ramondo is just the latest one. Um, you know, she's the she's the one who's bringing some goodies for the Chinese, to be sure. She got 27 of their problematic companies off a sanctions list called the Entities List in the Commerce Department. She's uh, presided over uh, the renewal of a new science and technology sharing agreement. And by the way, Mike Pillsbury says that there are some 50 agencies in the U.S. Embassy that are beavering away every day trying to move our science and technology to China. Then there's the investment problem. Uh, it, you know, she actually was obliged to say in China that business leaders there, Americans, are saying China is becoming uninvestable. And yet here we have the Biden administration simply trying to get more of it going there. And she's created now working groups that give the Chinese, get this, a seat at the table. It may be a little indirect, but it's nonetheless a formal seat at the table in our export control policies. This amounts to a bailout of the enemy. It is, I believe, nothing 100%. short of treason. It is a bailout of the Chinese Communist Party. And by the way, for the third time, the elites in our nation turned in, in, in general uh, a, a marshal in the State Department and the guys around it. They turned the nation over to Mao Zedong for no reason in 1949. Right. The, the, the Bush Junta and Sununu in that crowd bailed out Deng Xiaoping with the blood still in the, in the, in the in a Tiananmen Square outside of the uh, what the goddess of liberty. The, the, the facsimile of the Statue of Liberty those young patriots had done. Frank, hang on for a second. And by the way, we're going to go to break. I want everybody to go to birchgold.com right now and get the end of the dollar empire. We need you to be the tip of the spear and the smartest people in the room about this issue, of what's happening to our capital markets, our, the balance sheet of the United States government, our currency, all of it. And we're here to give you the information, birchgold.com. Find out why the central banks in the world are buying gold with both hands, while the Federal Reserve is working on a digital currency. Gaffney, Brad, Joe Allen, all next in the war room. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. 
Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, Gaffney's uh, going to stick with us uh, because this is a trial by fire. You can tell the election interference, this is all of a piece. This is all of a piece. This is what the ruling clique that have driven this country. We used to have managed decline by these clowns. Now you got the bottom falling out in every aspect of American life. At the same time, they're over in Beijing kowtowing to try to bail out our mortal enemy. Our mortal enemy. And by the way, I wear it as a badge of honor that they started the biggest, largest misinformation campaign in the United States on Facebook to take down this show and me personally. I'm already, I'm already the first civilian in history ever to be fully sanctioned by these guys. I could care less. We're out to take down the CCP, to take them down and to free Lao Beijing or allow, I should say it a different way, to assist the noble Chinese people in their march to freedom. It is unacceptable. Think about it for a second. One of the oldest civilizations of mankind with 1.4 billion people, and they're running around talking about lack of democracy. They live, in a, they live uh, under a slavery of the most murderous dictatorship in mankind's history, the most murderous dictatorship, and we accept it, and our elites are making money off it and taking your money to finance it. And, oh, by the way, at the detriment of not just you personally but your children and grandchildren, think about this system for a second. It's, it's not absurd. It's obscene. It's obscene. And they all want to go on CNBC and Larry Fink and they think great thoughts and Ray Dalia. Yes, it's very, you know, the, inch, the tech, you know, it's a real, up, you know, big opportunity in China. We can put the money in China. We can put the money in China. They're all collaborators. All of them are collaborators. They are collaborating with our enemy. And Joe Biden, hey, Don Bacon, General Bacon, can you go over to Treasury maybe and sit in the skiff and maybe you go in there before you run your mouth like you run your mouth all the time on other some other inanity? Can you go over to Treasury and ask Nancy Mace? Maybe she takes you over there. She takes you by the hand and takes you over there. And maybe while you're over at Treasury, you can look at what Nancy Mace and Bobert and MTG have reported that they saw. Uh, 50, Mace, $50 million or more. By their family in a sophisticated network of uh, of uh, LLCs and shell companies and all that, very sophisticatedly set up. And now we know that he's got what fifty four hundred emails under different names. Who does that? Do you send out emails under different names? You ever send an email that you got a phony name? He's got fifty four hundred uh, over in the National Archives. I wonder what they. We just found that out because they're not putting anything forward. Brett, give me a couple of minutes on this before we go to break, brother. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just interesting. You know, we've been covering the loss of our perhaps our uh, global reserve currency, 
And uh, Reuters has a pizza piece out now trying to uh, bring trade up again, right? Maybe maybe this uh, total breakdown in the global order, total breakdown in productivity, GDP growth. You know, it's just that we need friends with uh, shared values again. And so it, it's worth a, just a quick review of the last 500 years, who lost their reserve currency and who were the, the empires of the world, right? Portugal, Spain, Netherlands, France, United Kingdom, United States. You want to know what they all had in common when they were uh, when they ran worldwide empires? Their shared values were all Christian. Just saying, right? And so now the collapse of values. We're supposed to go, uh, according to Reuters today, uh, go out and search for people with shared values, and maybe it's a little less China, but you know we still need more uh, free trade. All this happened under free trade, uh, by the way, right? And so. Thank God for Frank Gaffney uh, bringing this up. But uh, let's go ask Germany, uh, who used to be Christian, the churches used to be full, uh, about the collapse of their economy and who their friends are. We'll see if they think the United States is their friend. Uh, let's ask the Ukrainians. Uh, they're Christian. Let's ask them who are their friends. And so it is values related. Unfortunately, the left and the globalists can never announce what value system they believe in. That is key. Ask ask your opponent, can you please put hey, down on paper yeah, the value hey, system you're referring hey, to hey, when it comes to helping hey, uh, the hey, poorest hey, of the poor in these global hey, economies? Hang on. Hang on. Don't give it all away. We're going to go to break. We're going to play the song again. I'm going to try to hold Gaffney and Brad. Here's the thing. Reuters, the article he's talking about, Reuters sat there and they were invited to the uh, as part of the media for the, uh, for the uh, uh, Jackson Hole, central bankers. And they finally, over the weekend, worked it through and they had some other conversations with the Kansas City Fed. Guess what they came up with? Guess what Gordas came up with? What Navarro and Brett and Bannon have been talking about for two years. A world over-leveraged with too much debt. Dave Bratt's lack of productivity. Wages are not increasing. They said the world's looking at lost decades ahead of us. You want to break this, get back to a robust economy? It starts by forcing Biden to shut down his regime at midnight on the 30th of September in the year of our Lord, 2023. You know who can do that? This audience. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be back. I got Dave Bratt. I got Frank Gaffney. Joe Allen's going to join us. All of it. Short commercial break. We're going to leave you with, I don't want to get adjusted to this world. Next.
Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, And those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 